The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues... And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including... The injury report. Studs and duds. Waiver wire targets. And suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J-Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an Old Fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week all that and more hop on over give us a listen come for the football stay for the whiskey this ad's almost done going once going twice sold drivers start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb bringing you the round of 12 welcome to the round of 12 it is the nascar gambling podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network he is cody zeeb i am rod via gomez and like i said we are starting the next round of the nascar playoffs we move to the texas motor speedway for a regular season race we saw it earlier this season for a all-star race but now there is something on the line more than just a million dollars in this race. Cody, do I got gotcha? you? I'm here. You can't see me, but uh, hopefully you can hear me. <laughs> I, your picture disappeared. Look, I, I know that we, we obviously don't see this, uh, or people don't actually see this, but I'm staring now at a picture of a white, uh, I guess, target. I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's not you. Yeah, I'm I'm troubleshooting the camera part of it, but that's all right. We can uh, luckily nobody else can see it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But anyways, Cody, we go to Texas for the round of twelve, and this is where things they've already been interesting. Let's let's face it. But now things are starting to get very very interesting. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, so we're starting a new round of the playoffs. Uh, again, everything kind of resets as far as as far as the uh, playoff standings go. Any extra playoff points you earned none via wins of course we had no playoff drivers win in round one um but any any stage points to add to those get reset everything gets reshuffled this is an interesting round you have uh texas first which honestly the all-star race was fairly boring as far as racing part of things so it's going to be interesting to see what we get but then talladega that is a wild card we know we know we've seen it plenty of times this year how crazy the super speedways can get. Now it's the intensity of the playoffs. It's going to be just as intense as Daytona was. Um, maybe it won't rain and wreck out 15 cars, but 
but you know whatever um so yeah so and then charlotte uh roval to finish it off this is gonna be a tough round i think for toyota more than anyone you have talladega in there which for everyone is an unknown you have to assume you're going to finish last at talladega because anything can happen everything can happen there's a good chance you can get caught up in it even if it's not your fault so you have to just pretend that race is going to be the mulligan you're going to use and toyotas have been really really bad other than christopher bell basically on road courses this year so it's going to be interesting to see where they sit going into that roval race and if they're able to do anything to fix the problems that they've had um at the road courses so i think it's going to be really important for toyota specifically at texas to try and get some type of points advantage or get a win again you win one of these first two races it doesn't matter what happens in the other races because you're locked into the next round so it's going to be uh, a good round, an exciting round. Might be a pretty crazy one. Uh, we, we saw it last year with all the drama at the Roval, and uh, I think we're going to see it again this year. And it's going to start, like we said, right there in Texas. And 334 laps for the Cup, guys, on this one. It's a mile-and-a-half paved track. You can basically, I don't know if you want to compare it really to uh, to Charlotte, which is probably the closest that you can with the banking and with the the fact that it is the dog leg and, and the track. But it yeah, I don't think you can really compare this track to too many other tracks, right? I mean, the Texas is its own sort of animal. There are mile-and-a-half comp tracks, but this is not necessarily your cookie-cutter mile-and-a-half track. So uh, we're in for, again, maybe a boring race, like you said, because the All-Star race wasn't necessarily all that action-packed. But this car has done a lot to make it a little more interesting, especially over the last few weeks. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I think that that we've been in for a pretty good race each and every time. So I'm not going to count this one out for sure. Uh, I've been more excited for other ones for sure, but I think that we could be surprised and end up with getting a pretty good race here. Uh, this is one of the tracks that's lost a date for next year. They cut it from two races last year to one plus the All-Star this year. Now the All-Star race has been taken away. Um, so it'll be interesting. And yeah, I was as I was getting my bets ready and kind of looking back, we used to have so many mile and a half. So it was like every week we were on a mile and a half and there were so many tracks to compare it to. And I'm looking and I'm like, you got Kansas, but that's not even a really good comparison with the racing surface. Charlotte, like you said, probably the closest thing, but the race we did there was a 600 miler that kind of skews things a little. So, you know, I mean, Michigan, California, bigger, you know, intermediate to larger tracks, but those are two mile tracks. This is a mile and a half. So, and then the all-star race, but how much can you compare from that? Half the field ended up wrecked out early in that one. It just kind of, it's tough to really draw a comparison from this one. Now I'm going to make some comparisons where I think maybe, maybe some things will carry over, but there's not a direct correlation track where you can look at it and be like, okay, this track is exactly like it. And you can expect the same thing. I don't think there's another track that is just like this one. And you can't, again, just like you said, you can't necessarily compare the All-Star race because the whole philosophy behind that race is way different than a playoff race. I mean, yeah, okay, you're racing for a million dollars. That does things to you. But now you're racing for a cup championship, uh, especially for these drivers that are actually in the in the playoffs. So you can't, yeah, you can't really get the strategy the same as you're racing for that million dollars. And not everybody's in, in the field. 
So it, it's a completely different thing. Uh, this weekend, Cody, it is Xfinity. It is the Cup. There are no truck racings uh, going on. Not for another, not till Talladega. So we're we're missing trucks for a couple of weeks, but the Xfinity uh, boys. Talladega is next week. So. Oh, it is next week. Oh just, my god! Just one week off. And what then day we get is today? Back for... <laughs> what day are we in? Yeah, I don't even really know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, it's Xfinity and it is Cup racing this weekend. So obviously, uh, we're loading up on on Xfinity and and Cup bets. So. Uh, all right, but there is some news. I know, Cody, you were itching to get out some news because stuff happened while we were asleep, and, and even while we weren't asleep, while we were watching football, things are happening in the NASCAR world. Yeah, I mean, not as crazy of a week this week as as last week, but some news last week I think came out after we had recorded our last show. Brandon Jones in Xfinity moving uh, from Joe Gibbs in the 19 car. He's been there a few years. He's moving over to JRM. Junior Motorsports, he's going to replace Noah Gragson in that nine car. That's kind of an interesting move. I mean, those are basically the two best cars, you know, teams in the garage. Uh, switching from Toyota to Chevy, he obviously brings with him the Menard sponsorship. Uh, I want to say his dad is the CEO of Ream, I believe is the, the connection there. So they do a lot of business with Menards. So he's got the Menards tie-in, the Ream tie-in, brings the sponsorship money. Uh, I mean, obviously, the nine car has been arguably the best car this year. Uh, you know, one of the top three for sure. So it'll be interesting. I mean, Jones has done well in that 19 car for years. It's not he's not necessarily up there battling every week. But uh, we saw last week he probably should have won that race if he'd have maybe put the bumper to Gregson, which ironically, that was the car he's taking over. So maybe he was was trying to take it easy on the new guys, I guess. I don't know. But uh, that, that's kind of a big move for Xfinity series wise. Uh, Kyle Larson got that contract extension through 2026. Going to keep the HendrickCars.com motors, uh, Motorsports sponsorship. So that's uh, big news there. Obviously, the defending champion extended out through 26. So that's uh, quite a few seasons in advance that he's locked in there. Obviously, one of the best drivers in the world. Not maybe having the season we've expected from him, but, but I did see somebody make a comparison to had this been Kyle Larson's season last year, everyone would be remarking how well he's done compared to what he did in the 42 car. It's just he set the bar so high with all the wins last year that uh, maybe it uh, it makes the comparison unfair. But but he's locked in long term. Uh, the other big one of note is the Joe Gibbs pit crew swap. They're taking the 18 pit crew from Kyle Busch, giving it to Denny Hamlin in the 11 car. I don't think this has anything to do with the fact that Kyle Busch is leaving Gibbs. Uh, It's just simply they've been the better pit crew this year. 18 is out of the playoffs. The 11 is still in the playoffs trying to get his first championship. And so it it just makes sense to make that swap. And Kyle's not going to be back next year, so you don't need to extra take care of him or or baby him through or anything like that. So you might as well make, make the swap now, I suppose. Yeah, I mean that that <laughs> for poor Kyle Busch. I'm gonna talk about him later, but like, yeah, it, that's a matter of of what the Bubba we saw with Bubba Wallace and Kurt uh, Kurt Busch too. You know, you take the people that are in contention and you put the best people, the best equipment, surround them with everything they can to chase after the goal of winning a championship. So definitely not far fetched. As for Kyle Larson, you know, it's funny. I, there's a, 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 a article on the NASCAR website that you can click on, and it takes you through. All of the young, the, like, we call them young guns back then. Remember, Cody? We called them young guns. 
back in the day. The, the Gillette Young Guns. The Gillette Young Guns, right? The ones that were uh, out there, the Jimmy Johnsons and, and even the Kevin Harvicks. But, uh, yeah, that whole second generation of, of uh, Daniel Suarez and Kyle Larson and uh, a couple other guys. It, it's funny to me to see a very, very young Kyle Larson. He still looks very, very young, whatever. I don't know how old he is anymore, but he still looks like a kid. But, yeah, you know, here he is, the champion, extended through 2026. Good for him. Definitely not surprised. So, I mean, look, Hendricks knows how to keep their their good drivers put. Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, like, those two guys killed it. And then Earnhardt would have probably stayed with Hendrick had he not been forced to leave the whole sport. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, that that's the place to be. Hendrick is, I mean, you could put Gibbs up there with them as well, but Hendrick is the number one team in the garage. They have been for years. You look back over the lineups, over the drivers they've had, two of the greatest drivers to ever do it in Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon spent their entire careers at Hendrick, maybe, because there's some news on Jimmy Johnson as well. Uh, potentially, I, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of all speculation at this point, but I don't know if you saw his his sponsor, Carvana, has said that they're going to stick with him, whatever he decides to do. He does not have a contract with Ganassi for next year at this point. So speculation is it could be back in IndyCar. He could do part-time IndyCar, part-time NASCAR. He could do part-time NASCAR, IMSA, IndyCar. Who knows? But it's been left It's been left open. And, uh, you know, Junior Motorsports has talked about getting a NASCAR ride eventually. Uh, in my opinion, that would be the perfect pairing. You bring Jimmy Johnson back. Maybe you throw out the 84 car, I guess, since 48's taken. Or maybe Bowman gives up. I don't think he gives it up. But, uh, but, but uh, you know, it would be interesting to see if, if he came back, maybe ran a part-time schedule while they kind of get in the swing of getting in the Cup Series before they get a charter nailed down for the, the following season or something like that. But I know you would love to see it as a Jimmy Johnson fan. I think most NASCAR fans would love to see it. Obviously, one of the greatest drivers to ever race NASCAR. He's still not that old. He's still running around racing cars. I'd love to see him back in NASCAR, even if it is just part-time. Please, please, Jimmy, just give me something to stress over. Give me one more thing to stress over on Sundays and Saturdays in the in the summer. That's that's all I want. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks for, for doing that for me. <laughs> Find Jimmy Johnson driving go-karts at your local golf land uh, around you next season, sporting the, the Carvana <laughs> colors, but... Uh, all right, Cody, we've got racing to get to. Let's go ahead and give out some bets uh, when we come back for stage two. Uh, so much to get to because, again, there's two races this week. But, I mean, with what we've got going on, and we've found some very, very solid bets, I think it's time to start handing out some bets and not making Jimmy Johnson drive in tiny little go-karts around. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, we'll come back for stage two, give you some bets. But before we do, are you thinking of joining WinBet? Now's the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open. It's open 24 hours a day, and you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. WinBet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. That list just continues to grow. Plus, WinBet has their own same-game parlay features. All you got to do is click on the, on the game that you like. You can select Build Your Own Bet and start building a monster 
parlay. There's so much to choose from. All you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. If you watch football, and let's face it, I'm sure you do, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone Plus games in 4K at no extra charge. You get over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Go watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR+. Plus. No contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. And right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. I have a million tabs open, or at least I used to have a million tabs open as I was browsing for odds because I don't do, I don't just do NASCAR. I do CFL. I do NFL. I have all sorts of stuff that I'm researching all the time, and I've got tabs open galore. Well, I don't anymore because I found the perfect site with which to get rid of every single tab that is open on my computer. What site is that? What magical site do I go to to get that done? It's oddstrader.com. Oddstrader, it's a place to compare odds from all your major sports books. You can also compare different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books so you can get the best deal there too. The app provides player statistics. You get key game stats, injury report, projected game day weather. Man, this is going to make you the most informed better in the history of betters this site it also has got a bet tracker for you so you can keep records of all your games and betting activity you want handicapping you want play-by-play updates live scores and bet tracking player statistics the list goes on and on it's all right there at oddstrader.com so go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire that's oddstrader.com slash blue wire oddstrader it's the number one site for all of your game day bets you looking for a new way to play fantasy and daily fantasy? Dynamic fantasy sports, too. It's no house advantage. It's changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. You can play pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $250,000 or more in cash. So go download that app. Choose a contest. Select your player props. Earn points for correct picks and climb that leaderboard for your shot at winning big money every single day. You can also test your skills against the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all of your picks. Go bet on up to five player props, overs, unders, or individual player matchups across every major sport league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and hey, NASCAR. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Go sign up now with the promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to $25. Promo Guy is the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategy. They got daily updates on odds boosts and huge cash bonuses from all the major sports books. And they've got a VIP Discord group that puts even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. I got to say, we've been looking at their daily promo updates and they're some of the most informative in the game. They don't simply tell you what team is probable to win, but also where you'll get the best odds and how to track down and cash in on 
big, constantly changing promotions. If you're not already using mathematical models to help you with your picks, you're missing out on insanely valuable tool. And the best part of it all is Promo Guy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed, betting, better betting community. So go to promoguy.us. Check out their 100% track, transparent, and proven method for betting smarter. Make sure you check out promoguy.us. Racing, 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 racing. It is why we're here. Well, betting on racing is why we're here. We love watching it. We love uh, just it, absorbing it. You love hearing us or else you wouldn't have stuck around this long. And once again, we appreciate you for that. <laughs> but we turn now to the Texas Motor Speedway in Fort Worth, Texas for 167 laps on a mile and a half paved track for the Xfinity race that is happening on this is Saturday, right? We go back to Saturday. <laughs> See, <laughs> uh, Saturday night. So yeah, Cody, we're we're in for it here uh, with this race. It is, of course, the I, I love the name of this one. It's the Andy's Frozen Custard Three Hundred. If ever there was a sponsor for that, I love the Andy's Frozen Custard Three Hundred. Yes, it's a great name. You know, some some of these names we've had this year. Are- <laughs> odd and different but i like this one that's a good one i've I've never had an andy's frozen custard how about you i i have not i need to check that out they do a lot of stuff with nascar i think uh ross chastain's run them a few times and aj allmendinger so i guess uh need to check that out well i mean i don't know if it's a texas thing or not but we'll just uh yeah i don't yeah i don't know if it's something yeah see now see this is why sponsorship works because now (laughs) we're interested and we're gonna figure out is that a place in texas or is it something we could buy in the grocery store here locally? Right? Hey, if you're in the Discord and you you know where to find Andy's frozen custard, please tell us. It's SGPN or SG.pn slash Discord. Tell us and find that uh, NASCAR channel. Tell us where to find Andy's frozen custard. Not only that, but Andy's frozen custard, if you're listening, Cody and I, we always take bribes. So if you want us to to review your frozen custard on the show, we're down. A hundred percent. Absolutely. <laughs> Yes. All right. Cody, let's let's get to some bets, shall we? Enough enough pandering for frozen custard. Okay, just real quick though. They do uh it is a chain of frozen custard stores. <laughs> so uh Kansas looks like the closest for me, and you're screwed. <laughs> I'm, always, you. I'm uh, Colorado, always screwed. I'm always screwed. California <laughs> doesn't get all the good stuff anymore. Kansas and Missouri, I could find it when I go to one of those, but uh Oh, well, one more piece of news too. uh, just came out this afternoon. I f- we forgot to touch on Ryan Blaney lost the tire on pit road this past week. His crew chief has been suspended for races along with his Jack man and his front tire changer. Um, so interesting there. Who knows exactly the plan? I, I have not seen that. I guess somebody might know, but um, they could potentially pull from like the 21 car. If they feel like those guys, I mean, obviously the other two Penske cars are still in the playoffs, but Blaney is a playoff guy. Sucks to not have his crew chief for this entire round. Um, now he did win the all-star race here earlier this season, and he's really good at Talladega. So maybe he can still get a win and sneak into the next round. But that is uh, is something just to note as well. But on to why you're here, the bets. Uh, looks like we're kind of aligned on this first bet. John Hunter Nemechek is racing up in the Xfinity series again this week. Um, We've talked about it before. He seems to be racing in the Xfinity whenever there's not a truck series race. He's been racing in the 26 car, and I've faded him a lot of times when he's in the 26 car. This week, he's in the Joe Gibbs 18 car. I am all in when he's in the Joe Gibbs 18 car. 
That's one of the best cars out there. He's a great driver. There's been quite a few rumors around John Hunter Nemechek. Obviously, Kyle Busch Motorsports most likely going away from Toyota. That's all but a done deal. They're going to go to Chevy and be anywhere from two to four car team. John Hunter is a co contracted Toyota racing development driver. So unless there's a buyout with his contract and stuff, most likely going to stick with the Toyota team. Currently, there is four or was there how many Joe Gibbs Xfinity cars is there? Three? I think there's only three. I can't yeah. remember. Three. There's three of them. Yeah. But none of them have drivers. The 19 Brandon Jones is leaving. I guess the 54 has a driver for now. Ty Gibbs. They haven't announced he's going to the Cup Series, but we all know that's the case. And then uh, the 18 car obviously is just has been a rotating car, anyways. Um, but there's also, we don't know the deal with Kurt Busch. Is he going to be able to come back next year? Is, if he's not, is Tyler Reddick going to be able to go over there? If not, it's been bounced around that John Hunter could potentially fill in on the fifty on the forty-five car uh, in the time being. So there's a lot of stuff up in the air, but he wants to prove some stuff to some people. He's in that eighteen car. That eighteen car is fast. Um, I've got him at a top five at minus one forty. Looks like you're similarly aligned with the top three for him at plus one fifty. I like both of these. I, I thought about the top three. I felt a little more comfortable with the top five just because the three the three guys are so good in the Xfinity series right now. Um, little juiced up, but you only pay the juice if you lose. Looks like he's driven this car twice this year. Um, had issues at Dover and finished towards the back. Not of his doing, I don't believe. Um, but the other time, second place at Richmond. So we've seen this car week in and week out. It's fast, whether it's Trevor Bain, whether it's Sammy Smith, whether it's, you know, Christopher Bell's been in that car. We've seen tons of people in the car. It's good. We know John Hunter's good. He was in the Cup Series just two seasons ago. So he's a talented driver, one of the best in the Truck Series now. Uh, I feel like he's going to at least be in the top five, but I like the top three angle that you're on as well. Yeah, the top three I'm going because I just look back at what he's done here. He raced the 54 last season and won. Uh, he started 10th and won in the 54 here. He's never had lower than a ninth place finish in his four starts on this track. He did it in the 42. He finished fourth. The 23 finished ninth. The 23 finished uh, fifth on that year as well. So, I mean, you got to go back. In fact, like I said, in his career, he's never finished worse than ninth. I love that. 42? Did he drive that Chip Ganassi car? He did drive that Chip Ganassi Damn, car. I don't sure. even remember that. Yeah. That, that, that entire car was a Ponzi scheme. That's great. <laughs> well, he <laughs> I don't know if you remember that whole thing, but... Uh... Yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah, he drove it to fourth place from a 10th place start that year in 2018. So There we go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, John Hunter's had some pretty good success on Texas as an Xfinity driver. And, I, I mean, the way he's been driving the truck, the way he's been driving lately at all, um, I like him for a top three finish here as well because, you know, once again, he's he's got he's a guy with a lot to prove right now too. I mean, he's he's proving it in the trucks, but I think he's, he's not necessarily wanting to settle for being a – good truck driver obviously he wants to get higher in the in the echelons so this is where it starts right i mean every chance you can get to to win a race in a in a higher series you're going to take that and he did it last year uh, and i think yep. he can at least get in the top three this year yeah and he's done well in that sam hunt car that he's driven so much this season it's just he's been compared or you know head to head with some guys that are in the top tier elite equipment and he's most of the time although he's, we've lost a few of those as well He'd not been able to keep up with them, but had good performances for the car he was in. Now you're putting him in an elite car. We've seen what Joe, or what Ty Gibbs has been able to do in that car this year. We've seen Brandon Jones get a win a couple weeks ago, second place this past weekend. 
The Gibbs cars are fast. We know he's good. Top five, top three, I'd take them both. Um, and I think we're going to see a solid performance from John Hunter this weekend. I concur. Moving on and sticking with the theme of Gibbs cars, I'm taking Brandon Jones over AJ Allmendinger. This is plus 100. It's juiced up. I know that we like AJ Allmendinger and that he finishes well week in and week out, but these college cars are not what these Joe Gibbs racing cars are. Jones has been fast. He's been good. He's been good lately. We just saw him finish second place at Bristol this past weekend. He's got momentum. He's been doing well. Uh, he's already announced he's going to JRM, so he has a new home. Some people want to look back, you know, and say maybe this affects things. Maybe he won't get the same equipment, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Well, he finished second last week, so that should throw that out. But also look at Daniel Hemrick last year. Won the championship in Joe Gibbs' car when they already knew he was going to leave. That These teams still want to win with these guys. They still want championship shots. Brandon Jones is still in the championship hunt as the this is the first race of the Xfinity playoffs too by the way that's a headache trying to keep track of where we're at in each of these rounds but Tell they don't line it. up so well it's I, I kind of wish they could do that differently but oh well anyways um but again he was second last week he finished fourth at Kansas the week before so he's kind of in in this in the zone of things right now we talked about on the recap show AJ Allmendinger kind of getting in his own head he's been getting you good solid finishes but these college cars just aren't as good as as these Gibbs cars, as these JRM cars. They can't keep up with them. Now, AJ is going to probably have a solid day, be somewhere from 6th to 10th. I, I see that with no problem for him. I just think Brandon Jones actually has a chance to have another good run, a good finish. I think he'll be in the top five, if not competing for the win. And so a plus money over AJ Allmendinger. I'm going to go with Brandon Jones there. And he's also done well um at this track here he didn't do too well in may but uh last year he had a fifth place finish in 2020 he had a seventh place finish 2019 he had a fourth place finish 2018 he had a sixth place finish so he's proven he can get it done here again kansas not necessarily a comparable track but it's the same size uh so it's about as close of a comparison as you're going to get other than charlotte and he just finished fourth there two weeks ago so we know he's fast. He's got speed. He's been doing well lately. I'm going to keep riding the hot streak and go with him. I'll, I'll give you every reason why you're wrong in a few picks uh, about that one. Uh, I but, see that. Yeah, I was going to say, it kind of hurts my heart a little bit, but I'll argue against that later on in the picks. Uh, but I like I like where your head's at. Just a little misplaced aggression I, I, there. I really, I got to start looking ahead in the document to see your picks before I just totally shit all over them. No, and you should. <laughs> this is why we push back, right? I mean, if this show was everybody agreeing with everybody, it wouldn't be that fun. Uh, all right, so I'll give you my next pick, and that's going to be Sam Mayer over Josh Berry. This one's at plus money as well. This one is, I think it's just really overall time for us to stop poo-pooing on Sam Mayer. Really what this is all about. We we talked a lot about his inexperience. We talked a lot about his inability to finish races and, and to finish well in these races. But, you know, all he's done over the last three weeks is, or at least two weeks anyways, is tell us how wrong we are. Two top ten finishes, an 11th place at Darlington. Bad luck at Daytona, but a sixth place at Watkins Glen. Bad luck again at Michigan, but a seventh place and a sixth place. So Sam Mayer has been proving us wrong more often than not, and and look, we know how Josh Berry is. We know how good he is, right? Because Josh Berry, same thing. Three straight top tens for him, an eighth place at Darlington, seventh place at Kansas, seventh place at Bristol, 18th at Daytona, ninth at Watkins Glen, sixth at Michigan. Not bad. 
But let's look at what happens at Texas Motor Speedway for these two cars. Earlier this year, Sam Mayer finished third, uh, and, and Josh Berry finished seventh. Now, Josh Berry had a little bit of an accident there where he kind of slid up into the racetrack and took a few folks out. Uh, but again, Sam Mayer managed to stay out of that and finish in third place and finished over him. And then in 2021, Sam Mayer finished 13th. Where, you ask, did Josh Berry finish in that race? He finished eight, 19th, rather. So in both of the races that they've done here at Texas, uh, both times Sam Mayer has finished above him. And again, Barry's been pushing it because Barry needs to push it, right? This is this is Barry's championship to try to win, and Sam Mayer has nothing on the line now. Sam Mayer can just basically go run out and run his race, and I think that's what's going to happen, and I think it's going to lead to uh, another finish of, of Sam Mayer over Josh Barry, and at plus money, I love this bet. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think we have sort of been sleeping on Mayer for a bit. He's gotten the results lately, and it's time to recognize that Josh Berry, you know, last season and towards the beginning of this season, he was the next best thing. He was winning all these races and and really showing out. And then he's been real quiet lately. We've not heard from him. Uh, he's not done a ton to impress. So you're getting this one at plus money. I fully back you on this and, and like this one as well. Uh, moving on to Kyle Larson. I, I mean, Noah Gregson uh, <laughs> starting to feel like Kyle Larson of last year. Uh, were you just... I mean, how can you fade the guy at this point? I don't know. But a top three, we got this bet last week. I think it was minus 125. They're giving it to us this week at minus 110. He's won three races in a row. I don't know what more you need to know from beyond that. I mean, we've talked about it. Right now, it's the big three in the Xfinity. Him, Allgaier, and Gibbs, they're the top three hands down. And we've seen that in the results lately. Um, finished 36 here in the spring. He got caught up in something, and, and you know, you just got to look past that. But he was third here last year. He had a seventh place in 2021, second place in 2020. So he's shown he can get it done here. He did start on the pole in the spring, um, and he led 32 laps. Uh, I believe he won stage one as well and, and then was caught up in it and ended up with a bad finish. But you kind of just got to throw that result out. The way he's been running lately, I, I can't look past Noah Gregson. And at only minus 110 for a top three. He's hands down one of the top three drivers in one of the top three cars. Probably the best driver right now in the best car. So I'm just going to keep riding that until it stops working. And we saw it last year with Kyle Larson where you just eventually you had to be on him every week because he ended up winning 10 of the races. And Gregson is, is on a roll right now. Uh, the playoffs are starting. He's got a huge lead going into him because of all the wins he's racked up. He wants to just keep piling on that. Uh, he's he already knows he's going cup racing next year. So it's championship or bust for him at this point. He, he wants to be that next driver. Like all these guys we've seen, the, the red X, the chase Elliott's, the William Byron's, the Daniel Suarez win that Xfinity championship before you move on up. Um, and, uh, I think that's on his mind right now. He's going to hold his breath for the last 30 laps and throw up again, probably, but, uh, he'll be there at the end and uh, top three at, at minus minus one ten. Way too good to pass up at those odds. What are the odds that he's holding his breath right now? I mean, I, I wanted, I, I'll take the bet that he's holding his breath for the last 45 races or whatever he has going. That's that's what Noah Gragson. I'm going to go ahead and jump on that Noah Gragson train. Because I'm going to take him over uh, Ty Gibbs in this one as well. 
Look, you laid it out perfectly as far as what Gragson did. What had the pole in the spring? He was the one that was the the he got the raw end of that Josh Berry kind of spin out because that set a chain reaction that sent Gibbs into the 48, the 48 collected the nine and the nine got out. But yeah, I mean, up until that point led 32 laps, one stage one, like he was on his way to being one of the more dominant cars of the day. So for Noah Gragson to, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did win. I, the only reason I'm not picking him to win again is because I don't know. I mean, look, it's so very difficult to win three it's very difficult to win four. So, uh, and we saw it happen just as simply as as the eight getting loose and the seven kind of going with them and everything breaking loose at the front of the pack. So that's why I only, eh, spoiler alert, I didn't pick Gragson to win this time, but I do think he's going to outperform Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs has been nowhere to be seen lately. Like it's 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 you said he's the, one of the better cars of the the track, yes, but boy, it just seems lately that he's not necessarily been where we think he's supposed to be over the last few races. And I'm not exactly sure why, because I'm paying more attention to other stuff other than Ty Gibbs, apparently. But it just seems like quietly he's not necessarily been that driver that we'd seen uh, week in and week out as we started. Maybe it's because his attention is split. Maybe it's because he's thinking of the big boys now. But, you know, 30 play, a 36th place at Bristol – now, look, you're going to point and say, Rod, he got third at Kansas, sixth in Darlington, seventh in Daytona. What are you talking about? He won at Michigan. Yeah, but he ripped off all these wins to begin the season, and now all of a sudden he's not. So that's what I'm basing it off of. Earlier in the season, he was hot. Now he's cooled down a little bit, and by cooled down, I mean he's not winning every other race anymore. So, But Gragson is, and, and I think that Gragson is going to get the better end of Ty Gibbs again this week. It's funny that uh, leading 89 laps last week and 66 the week before, finishing third and sixth and seventh is kind of falling off the radar. But for Ty Gibbs, it is. And like we said, with these big three, we expect these guys to be up front, top three each and every week. And Gibbs hasn't been, whether it's been getting caught up in stuff like last week. I mean, he just got the raw end of the deal. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. But the results haven't been there as well as they have with Gregson, obviously three wins in a row. And he's just been on a tear, which is why you said it four is hard to do, but I can't pass it up for some reason. He's not even the favorite this week. All is at plus 300. Then it's Gibbs and Gregson at plus 400. You have to pick again. We've talked about it a few weeks in a row. You have to pick one of these three guys. They have to be your guy and you just have to roll with it. I've been going with all but since he was a little bit lower this week, I decided to go with the Gregson. Four in a row is tough, but this kid is good. He's on fire. He's holding his breath already. And I think you were going to see another solid performance by Gregson. I already said the top three. I think he can get up there. I think he can win this one as well. Again, for me, between these big three, it's really Gregson and Allgaier. Pick your poison between the two of them. I'm gonna, I don't want to count Ty Gibbs out because we're going to see him do it again soon. We know he's one of the most talented drivers possibly you know the next greatest thing in nascar but he does have the the deal with sundays weighing on him he does have probably getting in that 18 car the legendary 18 car the original joe gibbs car like that's a big thing racing for his grandpa on sundays like that announcement i would assume is coming soon but that that's all got to be in his mind too maybe that's leading to these not as great results uh and with him focusing so much more on racing on sundays so Noah Gregson, it is for me at plus 400 to win four in a row is tough. 
it's not something we see very often or in a long time. But if somebody can do it, I think Gregson is the one. Nope, I, I concur with that one as well. But again, I you picked it first, so I, I laid off of it. But I, again, I, to me, like four in a row is difficult, which is why I went ahead and picked Al Geyer to win. I know he's at plus 300. It's not the sexiest of odds in the world, and I get it. But you got to just think about the fact that he has the stats to back this up. Like I'm, it, It's not like these are coming out of nowhere. Plus 300 is, is actually favorable for Allgaier in this situation. He does have three wins on this season. He was the fastest car last week. He's got two top fives and three top tens in his last three races, and four of the last five have been top fives. So, I mean, look, <laughs> this guy has been on fire all season long. He has been the car to beat, basically. Um, that seven car has just been the, the, the class of the field, uh, other than Ty Gibbs, obviously, too. Uh, but in the spring... He led 33 laps here, and and that was with Byron and Reddick both in this race. So he was still able to outmuscle them and and get a decent finish uh, in this race. He finished seventh, uh, considering the fact that he was he was wrestling with a couple of of uh, or uh, Cup Series regulars rather. I keep wanting to say Xfinity uh, Cup Series regular, um, but yeah, I mean he he did fantastic on this on this track, and I think he's due for a win. Um, I'm sorry, he finished fourth, not seventh. Uh, finished fourth in the race in the spring. So, again, that was behind two cup drivers and Sam Mayer. So, yeah, I, I think he's going to do fine without the, the, the cup series regulars. And I think he's going to beat Sam Mayer because as much as we think Sam Mayer is going to do good this week, I, I still think Al Guy is going to do a little better. Yeah, I have nothing bad to say. Al Guy has been my guy all season. I've hit on him quite a few times. Again, I think if they were all at plus 400, I probably would have taken him before Gregson. Since Gregson got you that extra plus 100, I decided to roll with him. But I think either one of these guys, you can't go wrong. And if you decide that that Ty Gibbs is for you, I don't think that's a bad pick either. We know he can do it. We've seen it from him. Uh, these three, I think, again, going to be the class of the field. Um, and you just you got to pick the one you want to roll with and go with it. Uh, had to toss in a long shot, of course, as always. Austin Hill for me plus fifteen hundred. I don't understand why his odds are so bad. We've seen it every week from him. He he's just performed well in the spring here. Started third, finished fifth. You just named off Cup guys that were in the race. Finished fifth here. Uh, he's got twelve top tens in his last fifteen races. I mean, what more do you want from the guy? Consistency. He's always up there. Yes, the RCR cars are not to the degree of the Gibbs and the, the JRM cars. That's why his odds are a little farther down there. But a 15-1, to 1, as a long shot guy, he's a guy who can get it done. We've seen him have a good enough car to do it. He's got multiple wins this season already. At 15-1, to 1, just way too much value on Austin Hill that far down. So uh, he's he's my long shot pick. And, and not really that much of a long shot for what you just laid out. But yeah, the odds makers definitely are sleeping on a little Austin Hill and that's fine. That's why you got to swoop in on a play like that. Yeah, uh, and again, we saw it last week with his teammate Creed, like Creed was 20 to one, which Creed is 25 to one. It was hard. Not I picked him like three weeks in a row already. It was hard not to take him, but I, I like Austin Hill a little better. We've seen better results from him, but you saw last week how good Creed's car was early. Again, a short track is a little different, but these RCR cars can hang with these guys. And again, if you can hang with them, somebody has issues, you can put yourself in position 
that's all it takes. It's funny as a content creator, you got to find yourself stopping yourself. You're like, ah, I gave that out three weeks in a row. <laughs> I'm going to sound like I, I don't know what I'm talking about because I just keep going back to the law. But sometimes that's the best well, bet. Yep. Right. Sometimes it is, you know. I just it's hard to it's hard to make people understand that. You're so boring, it you is, give out yeah. the same bet. Well, yeah, if it keeps cashing, we're gonna keep giving it out. Yeah, yeah that's and I mean, man, that that was F one earlier this season. Like I think I gave out the same bet like seven or eight weeks in a row, and like seven of the eight weeks it cashed. And I was like, I, I almost I hate to give this out, but I don't because it keeps hitting, and it's like if you're going to keep hitting these bets, why not? Yeah, I mean, this just might have might as well just be a disclaimer. This is your week to bet this and then just continue on. So, yeah, exactly. uh, all right. Well, look, I am going to tug on my heartstrings again. And yes, I'm going to be boring and give out Almondinger once more to win this race at plus 1200. This is why I'm giving him out. It's because he's at plus 1200. Okay. I'm not giving him out because it, it, I, you know, I love the guy and I love the way he races and I think he's, he's fantastic. But if he was plus four, if he was plus five, I would not be giving him out. Because I would not think that there was value in this bet. But he is plus 1,200. The guy has had two poles here and a 13th place start in his three Xfinity uh, career starts here at this race. Two poles. That means he's been fast enough to put the car in front. Now, the finish has not necessarily been there, but they've all been top 10s. Sixth, sixth, ninth. I mean, look, I'm just telling you right now, when you put together a sixth, sixth, and a ninth place finish here, not bad. We talked about the cup drivers that have been in this race before. Like, again, AJ's hung with all of these guys before. He's he's in contention to win a championship this year. He needs to go out and win a race for his confidence, right? We talked about it during the recap show where he gets in his head quickly. If he would have gotten out to a better start last week, I think he would have won that race. I think he would have been able to hang on and stick around up front, but instead slipped up, missed a shift, did something, and, and just could not get it back all race long. So as long as AJ keeps his head in the game this week, I think he's in contention for a win. You look at what he's done over the last 10 or uh, eight. He's got eight straight top tens, right? Two third places, a second place and a win in that span. Dude's running hot. That 16 car is on fire. I think he's got a shot to get it in victory lane this week too. Um, but he's just got to, he's just got to believe it himself. To be honest with you, that's, that's really what this is all about. If AJ believes in himself, Watch out for the rest of the field. Yeah, and I know I took the opposite side of him in a head-to-head earlier, but at these odds, it's still it's a good bet, 12-1. to 1. We know AJ can get it done. He just won the regular season championship. We just got done talking about the big three and how good they've been, but AJ's been one of the most consistent. Again, like Hill, he can put himself in position to be there at the end. You know, we saw it in the spring. Some of these guys got collected together, taken out of the race. It can happen. Things happen. Guys make mistakes. We saw it last week with all guy, our best car, most dominant speeds on pit road because he's in the wrong gear. A mental mistake costs him the race. It can happen to these guys, even though they are the top of the top, you have to have some money sprinkled in on these long shots. And at these odds, 12 to one for the guy who just won the regular season championship, who we know can do it. Who's done it before the colored cars. Yes, they are not up to the level of, the Gibbs and the JRM cars like the RCR cars, but they could still compete with them. And of anybody, AJ Helmendinger, one of the best drivers out there can get it done each and every week. So at the odds again, love it. If he was four to one. Yeah. I don't don't think I would take that, but at 12 to one, it's definitely worth the bet. And AJ won't throw up 
after he wins. Now he may pass out and he may not, you know, <laughs> say, yeah, <laughs> he might lose his power steering and he might not have a cool suit that works. And he might, yeah, he might fall out of the car, but he hasn't thrown up yet. But so. he won't throw up. Uh, we love you, Noah. All right, we're going to come back, set up some big-time Cup Series bets uh, when we return for Stage 3. But I want to ask you and tell you about Sleeper. I want to ask you, first of all, are you using Sleeper? And then if, if the answer is no, I'm going to ask you why. But chances are, if you're listening to this show, I know you're already using Sleeper. It's the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players I have it for mine. Scott Fishbowl League last week, Lamar Jackson scored me 52 points on my sleeper lineup. God, I love me that. I still lost the matchup. But look, I love looking at that 52 points on sleeper. It's a game-changing product. It's unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can win on sleeper too by playing in their new over-under game. Over-under is integrated into fantasy. It's the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. So now, not only can you enter a contest via over-under itself, but you can do so through your fantasy league's matchup screen. So you, like me, drafted Lamar Jackson as your starting quarterback, and you were excited because he got you a fantasy win unlike me. But not only do you think you're going to win that fantasy matchup, especially after that, but you thought Lamar Jackson was going to rush for over 100 yards, so you don't even have to leave the screen in order to smash the over on that, which, by the way, if you did, congratulations, you won. And if you picked it, you picked it correctly, you could win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money that you put in. The main reason that I'm excited about the overrun on Sleeper is the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and we can all play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. And not only do they have NFL, but they've also got college football player props. So stop what you're doing. Download the Sleeper app now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends. And as always, make some money on your mobile phone by joining our listener group over at Sleeper at Sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper is going to automatically match your first deposit up to one hundred dollars using that promo code sgp again go to sleeper.com slash sgp you'll get a one hundred dollar match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply see sleeper's terms of use for details did you know that the best day of the week is actually monday well and thursday and sunday why because it's nfl season it's our favorite time of year and whether you're into fantasy leagues betting on your team or just talking highlights around the water cooler at work the nfl season just got a lot better thanks to the elias game plan app it's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the nfl nba and mlb elias game plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats that's the elias sports bureau the official statisticians of u.s pro sports leagues the elias game plan is full of information and insights provided by their renowned research team which means they constantly give you information that is up to date and that you can trust gives you everything you need this season to get a competitive edge you get league validated team and player and news stats head-to-head team comparisons ahead of their matchups along with elias key insights from the elias statisticians including injury impact analysis you get in expert game analysis which gives you the advantage in betting picking your fantasy lineup or showing off your sports knowledge and the Elias Game Plan is releasing new features all the time, like their chat function, which allows you to talk directly with their researchers. You want up to the second information from researchers? Download that app. I know that I use a ton of stats all day, every day, and I need a place to find them. Well, guess what? The Elias Game Plan app gives me all 
of the stats I need to back everything that I tell you up with numbers because I want you to know that my strategy is backed by numbers, not just my intuition. So you get the best information possible. Elevate your NFL season today. Download the Elias Game Plan app. That's E-L-I-A-S. And right now, I got a special offer when you subscribe. Get 15% off your annual subscription, but only if you use our promo code SGPN15. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store today. Use our promo code SGPN15. Introducing RYP VIP. It's a brand new subscription service from Run Your Pool that helps you get an extra advantage against the books, plus exclusive access to real money pools. Get access to exclusive data to help you with your weekly game picks. Get premium content like in-depth guides for how to dominate your pools and exclusive swag. The top line here is that if you're a serious sports fan, you need Run Your Pool VIP. Use code SGP and VIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP. Get 50% off your first month of Run Your Pool VIP. That's code SGP and VIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP. IP. Let's turn our attention to the main event. It is, of course, the uh, Cup Series race in Texas. The Auto Park Automotive, uh, what is it, 500, right? God, I'm losing so much track of everything. That sounds close enough. <laughs> uh, I, need, I, need, I need the Auto Trader Echo Park Automotive 500. Can we just go back to the frozen yogurt? That's that's a lot easier. The Andy's frozen frozen yogurt. That's that's what I want. Let's let's go back to that race, shall we? Agreed. Yeah. That's uh yeah. No. Some again, some of these names. Just, I know, right? But how how many words can we squeeze in there? I don't know. The Auto Trader Echo Park Automotive A B C D E F G five hundred. Uh, Cody, <laughs> let's just hit him with some bets, damn it. What you but we're almost sixty episodes into this. You're not pulling me off the hook yet? Let's do it. Let's get in. <laughs> All right. I, I landed on uh, one driver this week that, that I cannot seem to get off of based on the bets I found, and that is Kevin Harvick. I'm going to take him over Joey Logano, minus 105. No juice on this one. Uh, we've talked about it. Now, the last two weeks, the results haven't been there, uh, but that's not necessarily Ben Harvick's fault. He had the fiery car. He had uh, issues last week. It, it just... Yeah, uh, the the whole <laughs> I I'm trying to figure out what happened on that pit stop at the end. I don't know. I, it seems like maybe there was a malfunction of that new tire that cost him possibly the win, possibly a shot at a championship. Sucks part of the deal, I guess. But uh, he's got nothing to lose now. He he's going to be racing balls to the wall. He's out of the playoffs, and he wants to prove that he can still get it done. Uh, Joey Logano, we talked about it. He's been inconsistent. So either he's going to win this race or he's going to finish 20th. Like there almost seems to be none in be- no in between with him. Kevin Harvick, generally on a week-to-week basis, you can rely on him to get a good finish. Hasn't been there the last couple of weeks. Again, not really his fault. He, even last week, he, he still recorded a 10th place finish with all the issues they had with the bad pit stop. That beat Joey Logano. Um, Kansas and Darlington were, were the two he had before issues there. But then right before that, Daytona, you can't you got to really throw that out. But then 12th at the Glen, back-to-back wins right before that at Richmond and Michigan. That's not that long ago that he had those wins. He still got momentum. So if you're if you're kind of throwing out the mechanical issues, if you're throwing out the super speedway, his results have still been very good, very consistent week in and week out. 
Again, Joey Logano's have not. So in a head-to-head, to me, this is a smash. And, and maybe you, you backdoor it with Joey Logano to win because it seems like that's the only way he's going to beat Kevin Harvick is if he wins. Otherwise, he's just nowhere to be found. It, it's been such an odd season from Logano where he just he pops his head up and wins, and then you just don't hear from him for weeks, and it's like he struggles week in and week out for the most part. So I don't expect much from Logano, and I, I do expect another solid run from Kevin Harvick. Um, and at minus 105, this was a no-brainer to me. Look, Kevin Harvick is a dangerous man now. Like, he was dangerous before. I mean, let, let's not mince Over the back, the last few months, the last couple of months, he, he was dangerous. Now, he is super dangerous because now he really does have absolutely nothing to lose, and he can run a race that has – he doesn't have to think – now, he doesn't have to think about points. He doesn't have to think about stage points. He doesn't have to think about anything other than going out and kicking everyone's ass out on that track. And you know what? If there's one person that's going to do it, it's Kevin Harvick. So if you want to win yourself some money over the next part of the, the last few weeks, like Cody exactly did, and, and like I'm going to do in a little bit later, find ways to put money on him that's going to get you a nice little profit when it cashes because I fear... I fear the field now, now that the four car is, is completely out of the, the running for the championship. So I love this. Agreed. And, and that's a great point you made too on the stage points. We just talked about how volatile this round is going to be, especially for guys who struggle at road courses, Toyota specifically, but that Talladega race in there, that scares everyone. Whether you're Chase Elliott sitting on top of the thing, whether you're the guy at the bottom, everyone should be scared of Talladega because Anything can happen. It will happen. There will be big crashes. People will get involved even if they have nothing to do with it. It's unavoidable. So you have to count that as a loss. You have to look at it like that's going to be a bad race. These guys are going to be racing so hard for stage points. We saw one, two points determined who moved on from last round to this round. Over the course of the entire season, all the places where you could have gotten another playoff point, where you could have moved yourself up in the points here and there. It all came down to that, and it hurts you there. And these drivers are so aware of that. These teams are aware of that. They're going to be balls to the wall racing for stage points. Guys like Kevin Harvick don't have to worry about that. He doesn't have to play that game. He is only going to be trying to win this race. They can do the strategy calls. They can do that. And we've seen that with these non-playoff guys winning some of these races. The strategy calls have helped with that. Last week with Chris Buescher and stuff these guys don't have to worry about all that other stuff it's just going and get the best finish they can there's no pressure of the playoffs none of that stuff so i think that's another thing to watch out for with the non-playoff guys a lot of times i mean i mean if you look at this head-to-head it is a playoff guy versus a non-playoff guy so you're thinking well maybe it should be the playoff guy but i think there's a big case to be made for non-playoff guys not to mention non-playoff guys won the last three races so I think that alone shows you the non-playoff guys do still have an advantage, but this season more so than in the past, maybe more in the past it was, you know, folks on the playoff guys because it seemed like the top 10 in the playoffs were first through 10th always. And like, that's not been the case this year at all. 
much fun would it be if Harvick was that fourth play non playoff driver in a row that you know won a race? Obviously, he is a playoff we'll driver. About that later. But, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, we'll, it would be a lot of fun. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, all right, but I'll, I'm going to immediately contradict myself in a way that uh, I'm taking uh, Chase Elliott over Kyle Busch. And look, I'm not necessarily contradicting myself all that much. I mean, this is obviously we talked about a playoff driver versus now a non playoff driver but this is chase elliott and and in the last four or the four of the last six head-to-heads against bush and elliott elliott has the win you don't look at what bristol elliott was second bush was 34th obviously we know what happened there uh it's hard to finish anything higher than whatever you can when your engine blows up uh at kansas elliott 11th bush 26th darlington was the only place where bush got him the best or one of the only places where he got the best of them elliott 36th bush 30th Still not that not, not that far apart. Daytona, Elliott 29th, Bush 10th. Again, Daytona was a nuts job too, so can't count that. Watkins Glen, Elliott 4th, Bush 32nd. And then Richmond, Elliott 5th, Bush 9th. So, look, all I'm saying is that this is where Elliott has to step up. Bush, yes, Bush is in that same sort of situation where Kevin Harvick. Bush is a dangerous man. He's an absolute dangerous man because not only is he pissed off that he, he missed the playoffs, but the way that he missed the playoffs, the fact that now he can give the middle finger to, to Gibbs on the way out the door by winning a couple of races, Bush is an extremely dangerous man. But I think Chase Elliott, especially on this track, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the nod to Elliott here. Bush may be dangerous later down the road, but I'm not sure that he's dangerous here because also he runs hot with emotion. Kevin Harvick... Yeah, to a certain extent, but Bush runs hot with emotion. You don't think that this last race is still going to sit with him when he gets in this car. Like, we talked about him earlier in the season and his emotional stretches, right? That we thought maybe not having the distraction was a good thing, right? And that it cleared his mind. Well, now his engine blew up. His teammates just got him out of the playoffs. Like, there's a lot going against Kyle Bush this week. So, I don't like anything about him going into this. So, I think taking Elliott over Bush... Uh, it is not bad. And, you know, look, Elliott's best finish was seventh place last season here. Bush finished eighth. So if that if that tells you anything, uh, I think it's Elliott's week over Bush. Yeah, I, I don't know how I missed this head-to-head because if I had noticed it, I would have put it in here for sure. This is a smash for me. We've tried to make the case for Kyle Bush. We've tried. We've tried. We picked him last week. I was all in on Kyle Bush. I thought he was going to come out there give everyone the middle finger and win. And again, it was a problem. Whether it's problems that are in his control or not, something happens week in and week out. You can no longer trust him to get a good result. And until then, fade him. Chase Elliott, been one of the most consistent drivers week in and week out. Yes, there's been a bad finish or two. He, he struggled at Daytona getting caught up in a wreck. You have to throw that out. Uh, the issues early at, at Darlington just took him out of the race. But last week, second place, very quietly. All of a sudden, Chase Elliott just in second place when you hadn't seen him the whole race. Maybe the only car in the field that didn't have a dent in it. But he, he can do it week in and week out. I'll talk more about Chase Elliott in a little bit. Spoiler alert. But, uh, but yeah, I love, love, love this matchup. Uh, Chase Elliott over Kyle Busch. Smash that one. I uh, totally agree with you there. My next one, I want to throw out a little bit of a long shot that I that I really like. This one's 15 to 1. A uh, special bet for Eric Jones and Austin Dillon to both have a top 10. Again, it's 15 to 1 for a reason because it is a longer shot and neither of these guys are in the playoffs. 
anymore. Austin Dillon was eliminated last week, but this this can happen based on what we've seen this year from these guys. They've both run really well. Jones, one of those guys to win just a couple weeks ago at Darlington. Austin Dillon, the week before at Daytona. Um, you know, maybe some help to get there for Dillon, obviously, but he's he's had good runs. Eric Jones, uh, four career top tens at, at Texas. Uh, earlier in the season, we saw him run third at California. Again, not a comparable track, but still that, that mid-range track size-wise, kind of as close as you're going to get. He has 11 top 10s this season. So even though that 43 car we've seen in the past hasn't been great, always this new level playing field, the GMS money, that's the thing a lot of people forget. Like, yeah, it's a petty GMS car, but petty name is just on there. GMS pays for that car. They own an airline. They have a lot of money. Like, So there's a lot more in that car than there was in previous seasons. So... That's huge for Eric Jones. Uh, again, having a great season. Austin Dillon got a win here in 2020. I think that was a fuel mileage, if I remember correctly. So a little skewed, but hey, if, if you can get a win, you can do it. Uh, he only has two top 10s here, but he's got eight top 15s, which means he's been knocking on the door. Now you got this level playing field. We've seen RCR be way better this year than they've been in recent years. He can get it done. Uh, California, he was at 13th as well in that one. Again, not it's hard to compare those tracks, but reaching a little bit, but but that's about as close as you're gonna get. Kansas, he finished 14th at that at Kansas. That's for the one that's probably more the most comparable if you're not gonna throw in Charlotte, which I think he finished, I want to say he finished third or fourth in the Coke 600, maybe. So um, but he, he's been having a good season. Um, and he's got eight top tens this season as well. So it's a long shot, 15 to one, yes, but something that's very doable. You get both these guys to squeeze themselves into the top 10. Uh, I can see it happen. And that's Eric Jones and Austin Dillon, both to finish in the top 10 plus 1500. If for nothing else, place that bet folks, because Cody just laid out the blue. Look, there's times where you pick your favorite bet and you, you, you pave the road for it. But like there's sometimes that you pick the long shots and you're like, all right, I'm getting there. I'm going to find a way to make this work in my favor. And it just, Again, we've seen it. The non-playoff guys are doing fine in the playoff. Like, it's not the top 12 guys are just going to be running first through 12th. You're not going to see that. Somebody's going to have issues, probably two or three cars. There's going to be guys that have struggles. Austin Dillon has been one of the best this season. You don't really see him all day. Then all of a sudden, he's in the top 15 at the end. If you can be in the top 15 in the end, you can be in the top 10. You can put yourself in position to be there. Eric Jones has had a very solid season. We saw it places like California where he came out. I think he qualified on the pole, led a ton of laps there. Like he's shown he can get it done. He just won a couple weeks ago in Darlington. Again, 15 to 1 for a reason. Don't go put the house on this. But there's a case to be made for it. I can see it happening. And the way things have been going lately, I wouldn't be surprised by it at all. Count nothing out uh except for martin truex having a good day uh which i will do thankfully uh we're gonna go back to the well in our uh fading retired drivers uh bargain bin i saw this and i scratched my head because i found william byron over martin truex jr at plus 100 byron is not even the favorite in this matchup when we have just witnessed martin truex probably have the one of the worst races that you could possibly have. Uh, and even he was dumbfounded as to what happened. So let's just go over 
William Byron's last three finishes, right? Third place at Bristol, sixth place at Kansas, eighth place at Darlington. Let's talk about Truex's last three finishes. 31st, or 36th at Bristol, rather. A fifth at Kansas, okay, great. But a 31st at Darlington. Obviously, we talked about Truex just not having fantastic days. Yeah, of course, all of a sudden he stumbled on a couple of good races, but by and by this season has just not been the 19 cars year. So we're just going to count him out. Byron, his seven starts at Texas, he's got a second place. He led 55 laps in one of those races. Truex, though, the last three, or I'm sorry, uh, Truex has not done that well either. We'll go back to the all-star race, which obviously we said we can't necessarily draw too many comparisons at. But even Byron beat him in the All-Star race. 11th place for Byron, 13th place at the uh, All-Star race for Martin Truex. All I'm going to say is that Martin Truex, now he's definitely out of every contention that he can possibly be in. And I don't know how much his heart is going to be in this for the rest of the year. You saw how dejected he was after what happened last weekend. He didn't know what to say. He didn't know what to do. I don't know how much that factors into the rest of the season and whether or not... I mean, I know he said he's coming back, but you can always change your mind, <clears throat> Tom Brady. So, who knows? You know, maybe this is Truex's last few races and he, he gets to the offseason and says, yeah, I think I'm done. I, I think I'm done with having disappointing nights like I did at Bristol and having to answer why my car is is garbage. So, uh, give, me, give me William Byron over Martin Truex at plus 100. Martin Truex Jr. still racing? That's new to me. No idea. Smash this one. You're you're killing it with the head to heads. I Martin Trex Jr. most retired driver ever, possibly. I I can't believe I picked him to win last week. What a dumbass. He told me to stop you next time that happens. So I I'll, yeah, for I'll real. definitely do stop you. I don't you. care. I don't care if he's hundred to one. Don't let me do it. It's what a waste of a bet. Jesus. Yes, just I, I have nothing else to add. Martin Trex Jr. sucks. He can't finish a race. William Byron all day. And you're getting that plus money. Yeah, they're giving, they're just handing out gifts. Speaking of handing out gifts, uh, back on the Kevin Harvick train, our friends over at WinBet have him uh, top 10, minus 141. A little bit juiced up. So, you, you know, I got a couple this week that are juiced up. I got a couple big ones in there, that, that plus 1,500 on the last one. If you go to some other books, which I don't know why you would, obviously, WinBet's the best around. You're finding him minus 250 for a top 10. So uh, WinBet giving you a deal to get on this before that changes. But a Kevin Harvick top 10 is a no-brainer. From November of 2014 to July of 2020, he had 12 straight top 10 finishes at Texas, three wins. Uh, then in 2020, he had a fifth place. In 2021, he had a... Another fifth place. Uh, he's got 13 top tens this season. He was third at Charlotte. He won at Michigan. Again, Michigan, not as comparable. But Kevin Harvick, we've talked about it. I talked about him already once today. I'm going to talk about him in another bet upcoming. So I'm not going to just keep harping on him too long. But you know the deal. We've talked about him week in and week out. They also, if you want to get crazy, WinBet has top five at plus 250. I don't mind putting a little sprinkle on that. I think top 10 is I feel super comfortable with. Top five, I also feel good with. So maybe a little bit on the plus 250 there. Um, but the top 10 at minus 141, you only pay the juice if you lose. Kevin Harvick to get a top 10 is one of the most sure bets you can make. Again, problems happen and he's had some issues lately, but we already laid out the case for him. Uh, I did not mean to be this heavy on Kevin Harvick this week, but the odds are there. 
the bets are there. They make sense. He makes sense. So I just, I'm riding the Kevin Harvick train. Cody promises that he didn't set out to be all Kevin Harvick heavy. Look, if you could fight odds. Hey, sometimes going into a week, I, you know, I got a guy on my head and I'm like, all right, this is going to be my guy going into this week. I, I didn't, I, it was just, this is one of those weeks where it was like, let me just pull it up and see what jumps out to me. And it was like Kevin Harvick just screaming at me and I can't ignore something like that. You can find a book to give you odds on somebody who can get himself back into the playoffs after this race. Then uh, I, I want to take Kevin Harvick. Take Kevin Harvick. <laughs> get back into the playoff contention and actually win outright the championship. He would be the first driver in NASCAR history to play his way back into the playoffs and win. Good. Spoiler alert for you. He's my pick to win at Phoenix. He's going to be the first driver since this format started to win the race. Because every time we've made it to the championship race with the Final Four format, the champion has won the race. It's going to be the first year Kevin Harvick's going to win the race. Champion's going to finish second. We're going to clip that out. Prediction for you. We're going to clip that <laughs> out and keep it. Uh, all right. Speaking of clipping something out and keeping it, uh, the the puke face emoji for Kevin or uh, for Brad Keselowski, Kevin Harvick. See, like he's on the brain still. Uh, for Brad Keselowski is going away. I'm actually going to pick Brad Keselowski as a top 10 driver this week. I I know. I know. I was surprised, too. I didn't understand what was going on. As I was typing it out, I thought to myself, who possessed me? But look, you got to hear me out on this one. He's got three straight top 10 finishes at this track. Fourth in 2021, sixth at 2020, and then ninth in that other race at 2020. He finished seventh in Darlington. He had 13th place uh, finished in Bristol where he led 109 laps. was one of the fastest cars. Look, Brad Keselowski is still a race car driver. <laughs> and, and he was a good, good race car driver back in the day. I think now maybe he's he was switching into owner mode a little more and not necessarily focusing as much on his driving in his car but as we enter the back stretch of this i almost feel like he doesn't care i mean that's not that he doesn't care but like he he cares a little more about his finishing positions now and it's starting to show on the track um because again we saw him lead 109 laps last week nobody gave him a shot to to be in contention in that race you know even the announcers were like whoa look at brad keselowski up there leading all these laps it's like even they were shocked but if they were watching, he was quietly putting together a better second half of his season than he had started out with. So it would not surprise me at all to go out and watch him finish in the top 10. Again, he's done it on this track for three straight races. So what's to say he can't do it again? And it wasn't like he just barely finished. I mean, he finished ninth, sixth, and fourth. So uh, I think he's got a good shot of, of doing it again here, given, again, the fact that he's seventh at Darlington, just outside of the top 10 at Bristol. But again, all sorts of wackiness happened at Bristol. And I think he probably could have moved up three more spots had the win favored him a little bit more. Uh, and he not lost his opportunity to be up front the whole time. So Brad Kozlowski, top 10, plus 300, no puke face emoji. Hey, if Rod says something about Brad Kozlowski at this point, I would probably listen to him. <laughs> you listened to the DFS show last week, all over Brad Kozlowski, puke face emoji, uh, fully, fully inserted in there. And, uh, if you played him in DFS, it paid off for you. Let a ton of laps still ended up with a decent finish after blowing a tire. His, his car that he owns won the race last week. The team has momentum. The whole entire garage or shop is going to feed off of that. He's putting it together. You made the case last week. He's been getting better and better, more consistent. 
We've seen it from him. We're at 19 winners. Maybe Brad Keselowski can do it this week. I don't know if either of us are going to go that far, but uh, a top 10, a plus 300. I love it. There's great value there. Uh, speaking of great value, again, WinBet, just killing it with this. Um, now, they've got Toyota as the winning manufacturer at plus 375. Again, if you're looking other places, this Toyota is like plus 145 in other places to win. Now, none of our winning picks, spoiler alert, are Toyotas. However, we've hit on this bet a couple times this season with Ford where it just didn't make sense why one manufacturer was mispriced compared to the others. There's only six Toyotas in the field. I get that. Bubba Wallace in a Toyota just won the most recent mile and a half track. Again, Kansas, not exactly comparable, but he did it. Toyotas have been bad fast lately. They've been really, really good. And why is that going to stop this weekend? I don't think it is. Denny Hamlin in a Toyota, the favorite to win this race at plus 575 on win bet. Christopher Bell, the third favorite to win this race in a Toyota. Kyle Busch, the fifth favorite to win this race in a Toyota. So you have three of the top or whatever, six, two, four. Yeah, I can't count five. Yeah, three <laughs> of the top five favorites to win this race are Toyotas. Why Why is Toyota at plus 375? I don't get it. You go down a little farther, Martin Truex Jr. Actually, Jimmy Johnson has better odds to win this race, which is crazy because <laughs> he doesn't even race anymore. Uh, but, but Martin Truex Jr. still finds himself at plus 1,100 for some reason. I, I don't know why you'd want to donate your money for something that stupid, but I did it last week. We all make mistakes. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, again, just mispriced. I, this manufacturer bet, it's been something that's paid off for us a few times this season. And when you find it where it's it's such a difference, I was trying to get back and find what the other manufacturers were priced at because it just it doesn't make sense, and I don't, I just don't quite understand it. Yeah, Chevy's at plus one twenty, Ford's at plus one forty, and then Toyota's all the way at plus three seventy five. You got the favorite to win is a Toyota, so it, it just it doesn't make sense. Now Toyota's not our picks, but could they do it? Absolutely. We've seen the speed from him. Denny Hamlin has been good. I, I would not be surprised if he wins. I didn't pick him to win this week. I've been on him a lot lately. Uh, DFS, he's probably going to be one of my top plays again because he's been so good. I didn't pick him, but uh, I think it's mispriced. And if you look other places where it's so much cheaper, I think you need to get on this early in the week before that goes away or changes. And it's a good hedge overall. I mean, if a Toyota does win, you get plus 375, right? I mean, that's that's you're betting the field for Toyota versus, you know, right. any one of these these outrights. So I like it. Um, and then you don't have to pick the Toyota. So if Martin Trix Jr. decides to come out of retirement and somehow <laughs> backs his way into a win, you can still cash on him without having to actually place a bet on him because that's disgusting and makes you want to throw up. That's obviously the puke face emoji right there. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm going to go back to the Harvick well. We, we talked all about Harvick. He is in Group C, and that is he is a, a plus 400 to win Group C. Who else is in that group? Well, there's Martin Truex Jr., puke face emoji. We already talked about how much we don't think he's going to, uh, to do anything. He's at plus 160. He's got an average finish here of 14th. The last five races at Texas, he's finished 25th, 2nd, 29th, 6th, 12th. And, you know, it's just so terrible. Last five races this season, 36th at Bristol, 5th at Kansas, 31st at, uh, 31st at Darlington, 8th at Daytona, 23rd at Watkins Glen. Uh, also in this group is William Byron, 
Look, I, I do think William Byron, obviously I talked about, is going to have a good day, but I would not be surprised if Kevin Harvick won this race. So, uh, again, I think he's going to finish over William Byron. And then the last in this group is Joey Logano at plus 400 as well. We've talked about Logano. We talked about why we don't think he's going to have a good finish and, in fact, why he won't end up on the winning end of Cody's head-to-head. So, out of those four drivers, Harvick at plus 400. Truex is the favorite in this, Cody. What the hell? Don't they know he's retired? Uh, but yeah, Kevin Harvick. Jimmy Johnson in that group too. <laughs> Carvana is in this uh, as well. But yeah, Harvick, <laughs> Harvick winning at plus 400 in group C. I mean, I like this all day and, and I'd even take him in group B to be honest with you. No, I love it. I would just jump into my long shot winner. Kevin Harvick plus 2,400. Are you kidding me? Sign me the hell up. Kevin Harvick, especially the way his season is going, the second half of the season, barring the last two weeks maybe, but but uh, he could have won last week. He's been so good lately. A few issues here and there with the car that's not been his fault, but he we just talked about it. He's won here. He's done. He had a string from 2012 or 2014 to 2020, 12 races in a row, finishing in the top 10. I love him to be in the top 10. I think he can win. We talked about it. He's pissed off. He's mad. He hates this new car. He, he's mad at NASCAR right now. Him and Roddy Childers are one of the best crew chief driver pairings in the garage. He he is so good. He's been good lately. This is the time where he sneaks up, snags a win, a big F you to everybody. I should have been in the next round of the playoffs. I should have been locking myself in. I didn't, but at least I got the win. Plus 2,400 absolutely disrespectful to Kevin Harvick sign me up all day long for odds like that. And even if it drops down to plus 1500 later in the week, if, if you don't catch this early, I still like it there, but Kevin Harvick plus 2400, just disrespectful. Take it, take it, take it. And then for my winner, Chase Elliott plus 900. We talked about him earlier. Again, he, he's, he's been one of the most consistent guys. He's got the points lead built back up already from, from what he did in the regular season. Again, why the regular season is so important, makes such a difference. He's now comfortably up top. He doesn't have as much pressure as some of these other guys. Now, he does need to go into it thinking he's going to have to use that mulligan next week at Talladega. So he needs to put together a good race. If you remember back to the All-Star race, Chase Elliott was the best car early in that race. Then there was the whole incident. I don't remember exactly I believe Ross Chastain used him as a launching ramp at some point during that race and their cars were destroyed and, and, uh, you know, they didn't make it to the end obviously, but he looked really good there. He's always been good at mile and a half tracks. Um, he finished seventh and third in the two races here last year. So again, he was up there. He was in the mix. We've seen it from him just finished second at Bristol last week. So again, carrying that momentum forward, he's always one of those guys that just finds himself up there and in the mix most of the time he was 11th at Kansas, not a super great finish, but had a decent day there as well. Uh, a plus 900. I think it's kind of one of those places where the odds are creeping back up there for a driver. Who's been the best, the most consistent all season. He's gotten a few wins. You know, he's got those oval wins where people were kind of, you know, like he can only win at road courses. He switched it this year. He hasn't won any of the road courses. He's won on the ovals. Um, but, but Chase Elliott is my guy this week. Plus 900, again, too juicy to pass up. 
Uh, we're getting some really good odds this week on a lot of bets. So e even though uh, this track maybe won't produce, I, I hope I'm wrong. I, I don't feel super good about it. But I think there's some great bets here. And uh, maybe just a boring old race will be the best way for us to make a lot of money anyways. It doesn't matter how exciting the race is. If you're cashing at the end of it, it is the best race of the season exactly. for you, right? So uh, imagine being Harvick, though, and in almost 10 years worth of racing, only finishing outside of the top 10 once. Like, that is insane. Like, I, Kevin Harvick was going to be my pick to win. Spoiler alert. So uh, I, I fully back Cody's play on this one. You know, 10 top five finishes, seven top threes, three second place, three wins, an average finish here of 10.2. Like, yeah, Kevin Harvick is is 1,000%. Uh, another cosign of, of that one. But I'll, I'll step off the beaten path, and I'll give you Ryan Blaney to win this race. And you're going to probably think to yourself, yeah, that's probably not going to happen, and you're probably right. But I will say that if you wanted to do another long shot, and 10 to 1's not the biggest of long shots, but it's a long shot enough. He's got 13 career starts in Texas, does Ryan Blaney. Seven top 10's, three top 5's. He's led 215 laps over the last five races here, and that is second only to the four aforementioned Kevin Harvick. Not to mention Ryan Blaney won the all-star race here earlier in the spring. Do I think that this is a 100% a lock? Absolutely not. But do I think this is worth some sort of speculation if you think that that somebody's going to, uh, finally a playoff driver is going to come out and win one of these races? I think Blaney has got a better shot than a lot of them uh, to maybe surprise people and win this race. I like plus 1,000 for a guy that just won here. Yes, it was the all-star race. Yes, we have told you that you can't compare it. But the very same token, when you pull into victory lane at a, at a racetrack, it doesn't matter if it's the all-star race. It doesn't matter if it was, again, the golf land sprint to the finish. Like, you're going to remember being there. And it happened for Blaney earlier this season. Muscle memory may kick in for him, and he may have himself a good day out on this track. Good enough to cash you a 10-to-1 bet uh, here at the end of the day. Yeah, 10-to-1, I don't hate it. I... Ryan Blaney, man, it just, I mean, it would be fitting for him to win because 19 drivers have won this season. He's the only one who didn't win one that made the playoffs. He's still in the playoffs without winning still. It's rather amazing that he's been able to do it this, make it this far. Oh, as much as I loved him so much early in the season, he's burned me so many times since. I considered him with winning the all-star race. But then again, I was like, man, there was better cars before he won. I got knocked out of the race. I don't know. 10 to 1. I like it. I mean, I've faded you a few times on winners recently, and it's almost bit me, so I'm not going to go against you. I'm not going to say don't do it because I think the value is there. It's just so hard for me to get on board with Ryan Blaney right now. Ryan Blaney's corner has been uh, partially retired <laughs> until further notice. Yeah. But we'll see. It, it will come back if uh, if Rod hits this, this 10 to 1 winner for uh, – for Ryan Blaney. Should I give him Ryan Blaney the whole house if he hits this bet? <laughs> maybe, you know, and maybe no, his crew chief suspended. Yeah, maybe that's a bad thing, but maybe it's not. I, I mean, when these crew chiefs are suspended, they're not allowed to sit in the box at the track on Sunday. That That's it. He still has full communication. He can be back with a trillion computers in front of him at the shop, relaying all the information. He's still making the calls like, 
just because they're suspended. It just means he can't be there in person sitting on top of the box with all the technology of today's world and everything. He is very involved. He's setting the car up. He's calling the changes. The whoever is taking over as the temporary crew chief is still relying on him to make the calls. So, you know, and we've seen it a million times before where these guys win races with backup crew chiefs and stuff. It, it's not as big of a deal as some people would make you believe it is. So I don't think that 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 would stray me away from taking Blaney. Just if you if you put that together from earlier in the show where we mentioned suspended, I it just it doesn't concern me at all, really. To be honest, you don't think that twelve cars uh, Slack channel or Discord channel is is open, and uh, you know, <laughs> it's like yeah, nope, exactly. Yeah. Make this call. He's, make this call. Probably just wired into whatever he's probably got his cell phone his airpods are in underneath that scanner <laughs> and uh he's listening to whatever the i think jonathan hassler is his crew chief has to say but hey you know he hasn't won all season with hassler so maybe somebody else on the box will uh change it up and, and we'll see our 20th winner of the season and it'll be a playoff driver blaney it's time it's time uh, all right, get out your pen and papers. You're about to write down everything because uh, I forgot to give you the, the Xfinity race uh, winners. Damn it, I forgot. One thing I'm supposed to remind you. And I you forgot. have failed, my friend, and we are going to hear about it at the end of this show. You, God, you know it. Uh, all right, here it is. So I'm going to give you both the Xfinity and the uh, Cup race uh, bets for the day. We started out the Xfinity way back yesterday with John Hunter Nemechek as a top five car at minus 140. And then I gave you John Hunter Nemechek as a top three car at plus 150. Cody gave you Brandon Jones over AJ Allmendinger at plus 100. Then I gave you Sam Mayer over Josh Berry at plus 100. Cody followed that up with Gragson as a top three car at minus 110. Then I said Gragson's going to beat Joe or Joe Gibbs, Ty Gibbs. Well, Joe Gibbs's car. Gragson's going to beat Ty Gibbs at minus 110. And then, of course, Cody said Gragson was going to win at plus 400. I said Allgaier was going to win at plus 300. And then Cody shot back with Austin Hill's going to win at plus 1,500. And I said A.J. Allmendinger was going to win at plus 1,200 for the Cup Series. Uh, Cody started his love of Kevin Harvick with Kevin Harvick over Joey Logano at minus 105. I gave you Chase Elliott over Kyle Busch at minus 110. Cody gave you Eric Jones and Austin Dillon both to be top 10 cars at plus 1,500. I gave you William Byron over Martin Truex Jr. Over plus, at plus 100. Cody gave you Harvick as a top 10 driver at minus 141 over there at our friends at WinBet. And then if you wanted to have some fun as a top 5 driver at plus 250 on WinBet as well. I said Brad Keselowski is going to be a top 10 car at plus 300. And then Cody said the winning manufacturer, a nice little hedge of Toyota at plus 350 over there on WinBet. I said Kevin Harvick was going to beat the three other members of Group C at plus 400. And then, of course, Cody gave you Chase Elliott at plus 900 to win. And my consensus favorite with uh, Cody once again this this week, Kevin Harvick at plus 2400. But I also threw in Ryan Blaney because Ryan Blaney's corner was growing cobwebs and we needed to actually dust him out a little bit at plus <laughs> 1000. Cody's looking at me like, yep, we're, we're done now, aren't we? Yep. Yeah, that music, I uh, haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> no, we haven't. Yeah, we. I, I wasn't going to play the heart. He wins this weekend. It will be back on the show next week. Yeah, I'll bring the heart back. Uh, all right, Cody, as we wrap things up, why don't you go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you on social media if they're not already following you. Yeah, follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. 
like I said before, I share all my work there. A uh, ton of stuff, NFL stuff, fantasy football stuff, NBA. My first NBA article is coming out Wednesday. Uh, yeah, Rod's mentioned it before, but he, he started to pull me in a little and then just shoved me off the cliff. And now I'm full deep dive into everything at SGP. But uh, you can find all my work on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, find me, find me in the discord sg.pn slash discord. I'm, I'm hanging out there in, in a bunch of the channels and chatting it up with people as well. So yeah. And then follow the show as well on Twitter at NASCAR gambling. Look for Cody's national pickleball, uh, articles coming out soon. Uh, ESPN, hey, whatever Ocho. the bosses want. Okay. ESPN Ocho. That that's Cody's jam right about now. Uh, I love it. No, look at I'm the same way. I love the I love the underdog sports as well. Speaking of which, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Find a link in my bio that takes you to all of my work where I'm covering CFL. I'm covering USFL. I'm covering NASCAR F1. Uh, you name it. I'm probably with Cody on pickleball at some point. In fact, if we could bet on cornhole, expect some articles on that here in the future as well. So, but in the meantime, it's NASCAR season. Let's go racing, everybody, and let it ride.